Welcome to the Rainbow Room. Our podcast about writing, representation, and gay stuff. This is Call Me By Your Name with Richie Armani, part two. Oh, and we have finished watching. It feels so long. It feels so long. I always forget how long it feels until I'm like halfway through it and I'm like, oh my god, we're nowhere near the end. Yeah, oh my goodness. It's only 11 p.m. over here, but Eric, it's like one in the morning. No, yeah. 2 in the morning over there? 2 a.m. in my room. Yeah, 2 a.m. Oh my goodness. (laughs) You're such a good person. We don't have to get into that. (laughs) Okay. So, you guys, this is a call before the storm because there are some conflicting opinions in this room. I can tell you right now. I I have some... Did you not like it? No, I I have some pretty negative thoughts about um, Army Hammer's character. uh, Oh my god, you're going to be one of those people who are like, he was grooming him. Yes, okay, thank you. Yes, I forgot. I didn't. Shut, I forgot there's a word shut for it. Up. <laughs> shut up! I don't care. Okay? Um, I don't condone grooming in real life, but in this story, I was like, "This is hot." Oliver. Oliver is the character's name played by Army Hammer. So I just wanted to give y'all a preface that there's going to be uh, some disagreements here. First of all, Richie, you're the one who picked this movie. So I was curious, what, why, why this movie? Why did you pick this? And what's your like, um, yeah, what's your feeling about this movie? What roles it played in your life? I'm just going to be so honest. The reason I picked this movie is because you were like, this is what my podcast is about. And this was the first movie that came to mind. Okay. No, yeah. that's great. And I was like, like when we were watching it, I was like, I should have picked like gay stand-up comedy to watch. <laughs> and we could have dissected that no but it's like i feel like there's a lot to be said for the fact that this is the first thing that popped to mind clearly it's something that your mind associates with gay media you said not only that you've watched this before but it actually like had a huge influence on your style when it came out okay yeah so like the fashion in this movie created my summer lookbooks for the next two year years but also okay so like this movie heavily influenced my life because like i the first time i watched it i was like i think i was supposed to feel something (laughs) i was like i think i was supposed to feel like romance and like pain and like heartbreak or something and i like walk- i remember walking out of the theater and talking to my friend connor and being like i i think something's wrong with me i wasn't as emotional as i was i think i was supposed to be i need to get in touch with like my feelings again because i was like in such a place of my life where i was like i don't need anyone i don't want to date anyone men are all garbage which like sometimes i still feel that way <laughs> but like i i definitely was like oh this is like a wake-up call and i this was like five years ago so i was like 20 five I think when I saw this so I was like okay how can I get back into that and then like I don't know I watched it like months later and then like I was like oh I can like feel something now like I I I did some like soul searching and deep diving and it like it inspired this whole thing of like trying to be more emotional and that's what it did and actually so like when I read the book in 2018 I was finishing it on a plane ride back home from the Philippines and I cried uncontrollably Whoa. Plane. I cried so uncontrollably. Like a flight attendant came by and was like, Is everything okay? And I was like, no like it's not okay it's not and like my sister was sitting next to me and she was like what the hell is wrong with you oh my god you were with people oh that's even better and she was like what get a grip and i was like i can't like you just they there is still love like the ending to the book is different than it is in the movie like i don't want to i don't know spoiler warning i don't know should i i I don't mind like okay spoiler warning they go beyond the ending of the movie 
in the book. Like they go into adulthood and like being old. And then you find out like deep down, they never stopped loving each other. Mm. And like, that's what like really broke me. Cause I was just like, oh my God, they were in love. They lived their whole lives and they just spent those six weeks together. That's so f***ed up. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that. Sorry. <laughs> I can believe it. Eric, have you read the book? I read the book. I read it after seeing the movie. I didn't watch it before. Yeah, I'm very curious as to like what the difference is. And I, I do wonder if it would have like changed my perception of this movie. I read the book afterwards too. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think it gave me a more, a better appreciation and understanding of the movie because I feel like Eric, like, don't you agree? There's like a lot of gaps in the movie that are kind of more and better explained in the book. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. as always. There, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of things that they dive deeper in which is why i really love the route of watching a movie first and then reading the book because then you can like understand things better i don't know i just found in my past i love taking that route when like digesting a media i also have heard andrew in regards to your opinion about army hammer which we haven't necessarily gotten the entire take on but yeah i need i'm gonna go ham on that you need to go ham however i do have like a, a lot of people who have voiced to me they were like after reading the book they were like oh like Oliver's character is so much more humanized you just grow to like Oliver's character more in the book than in the movie just because like you see more of like his actions and there's like much more description of sort of what he's doing I could see that sorry hang on we're having a technical difficulty so sorry we have to restart we have to start from scratch <laughs> shut up we have to rewatch the movie, <laughs> <laughs> the movie. <laughs> You can't hear it, but he's cackling. (laughs) (laughs) Eric's like, hell no. I'd be like, I'm going to bed. Good night. Every time I watch that movie, I literally think like, this is like a lot. Like, this is a long ass movie. And it's like, like a two hour movie is like nothing if it's like very fast paced and like interesting to look at. Or like, there's like a lot of action happening. Like, I can watch Avengers Infinity War, no problem. But like this, I was just like, God, it is so slow. I forget that it's so slow. Naturally, like it's late here. So of course I'm tired. But I think I'm like an extra layer of tired because of having watched that movie because it's just so mentally draining yeah and it's just it's slow moving okay eric what are your overall thoughts on this movie i love this movie no always gonna have a special place in my heart here's my thing i have watched this movie like i think we're bridging on i'm getting into the point now where it's like i'm in the double digits of how many times i've watched this movie wait no way really no i love this movie Oh, and you God. can take that to the bank, bitchy. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, hang on. Go, 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 go. I was just going to say, like, I've watched it, like, first time I watched it, I watched it alone. I have, like, watched it, like, I watched it with my ex in college. Like, I watched it, like, I was, like, watched it through so many different scenarios where, like, it's just grown with me, like, as I've gotten older. I just think the character of Elio is a really interesting character, and I really, like, enjoy watching him. Not saying that I, like, want to be him necessarily, because that's, like, a sad character to want to be, but, like, (laughs) I did feel, like, there was some part of me that did feel a little bit seen by him. Yeah, so you feel seen by him. What else do you love about the movie? I mean, double digits is a lot. Like, what keeps bringing you back to it? It just is, like, I. it's crazy to call this movie my comfort movie, but in a way, it kind of is a comfort movie. I feel like whenever I'm sad, I put this movie on just to, like, like tickle that sad part of myself and, like, really <laughs> feel that. It helps me feel that 
sadness emotion. It's a stunning movie. Like, there is not a single bad frame of this film. Every single shot is perfect looking. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just a good movie. All right, I do have positive, th- I have positive things to say about that hill. movie. I'll die I have positive on that things hill, to say about movie, but also I need to go off. No, okay. First of all, no, I mean, okay, here's the biggest thing. First of all. He's 24. Oliver's 24. Elio's 17. It's like such a huge age gap, and it doesn't feel like that to us now, but I have a very specific memory of being 18 years old, a freshman at a college party that some 25-year-old guy was at, and I remember he was talking to me and just being like extremely too comfortable with me. He didn't even like touch me or anything, but I was just like, you have no business trying to get this chummy with me. And like, that's how I felt. It just felt very like aggressive to me. And like, when you're that young, people that much older feel so much older so just from the very beginning when oliver like comes and like grabs elio's shoulder aggressively and clearly like with that motive in mind it just sent my like creeper vibes up the roof and then i i was never able to shake that and the whole time i was like oh this is weird and then like it's I already feel like the gay community has kind of a more problematic tendency where there is more of this thing that happens where older men will date younger guys. And like, at some point, it's like, surely these younger guys have enough of their own agency. But there's like, there's so many times where it feels like this really weird, manipulative relationship going on. And it's just like a really, I I hate that dynamic. And like, it almost feels like this movie endorses that type of like, (laughs) to, to put it in extreme grooming, as you said. That being said, they do at least give Oliver reservations and it did make me feel a lot better that in this movie Elio is really the one who like pushes it and makes the first move and Oliver's the one to be like oh I don't know if that's a good idea like so that does make me feel better is that is, is that all of your thoughts on it <laughs> are you done are you done <laughs> okay well okay no I'll just say one more thing and like the parents are it's like it's very it's really really cool to see a movie where the parents are supportive of their gay son love that that's really cool but like like, the fact that the parents are, like, just endorsing this 24-year-old with their 17-year-old son relationship, and they're like, no, you guys should go have sex. It's just like, oh, my God, what? The, the Don't whole, you think... Like, the tone of this Sorry. movie... Okay, either... Wait, for, I have so many thoughts on everything that Andrew's saying, so when he's done, I'll... I'll <laughs> I'm ready for y'all to go. Off. You go, Richie. Go, Richie. Okay. You should have intro... Oh, he's taking the mic for me. Well, okay, I don't know. I felt bad that no, you were no, holding no. it. But like, okay, here's my whole thing is that like, I don't actually see this movie as like a gay movie. I think of it as more of like just a love story. There's no inner dialogue of like, am I gay? Is this okay? Like there's nothing, there's none of that. Furthermore, like Elio and like in the book too, there's like the struggle of inner romance of like with Marsha, like he has feelings for, he has genuine feelings for her. And it's not even like, oh, do I love her? Or do I love him? It's more just like, I love both of these people or have feelings for both of these people. And like, they never use the word gay. They never use the word queer. They have no sexual identifying kind of like labels. It's really just a story about two people who fell in love over the course of a summer. And then like, as the movie progresses, you see like, oh, this is like a genuine connection. There's no quarrel or inner battle of like, should we be doing this? It just feels very right. And then as far as like your thoughts on like the parents encouraging him, what we have to remember too, is first of all, I should say I don't support guys in their 
companies hitting on people <laughs> in their teens. I don't think that that's Thank okay. You. I Thank don't like that much. at all. I think that's gross. I think that like we have common ground. We're good. Once you're over 18, though, like <laughs> I think that like an age gap, I probably don't like it. But it's like live your life. You know, I'm not gonna throw shade your way. Like you said, everyone has agency at some point. But like as far as like your parents thing goes, I think that like the way that you see his parents speak to him, speak to Elio, they treat him like a young adult. They don't treat him like a teenager. They know that he's intelligent. They know that he's mature for his age, but he's still a teenager. But they give him the freedom that they would like a young adult because they know that like he's mature enough to handle a situation. And I also think that his parents saw there's something special here. We don't know to what extent it's in, but they weren't going to stand in the way. And then the, the father even to some degree said that at the end of the movie, like he knew that this is like a special friendship and that they found something very rare that a lot of people don't find in life. I think to some degree, the parents were like, who are we to stand in the way of seeing where this could go? To go off of the whole parent thing, I think, I think it speaks volumes that like, it just speaks volumes to how the parents felt about the character of Oliver, that they were like so enamored, so charmed. They loved him so much that like they had this relationship. Like he had this relationship with his son and the parents were supportive of it. Like that just shows like, because the parents you can clearly tell like love Elio very much and like want the best for him. And like the father is constantly like, please, you know, I'm here. Talk to me if you need anything. And so they were just really supportive. And it's like, yeah, because they loved Oliver too. And like they had that connection. And I also think that like parents always know. And I I think that that translates into this movie also in the book. The parents can see that like Oliver is not a creep. He's just someone who yeah. is like who feels something for their son. And they 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 know that. It's not even like, oh, he's like a creepy weirdo guy who's just trying to smash and go. I think that mm-hmm. they knew that there was something there. And like the mother even said to Elio at one point, Oh, I think he likes you more than you like him. And Elio goes, How do you know that? And she goes, Well, he told me. Mm-hmm. Also, this brings me back to another point because you said like you don't think of it as a gay movie. And I, I agree in some sense that they like don't make that everything but certainly the fact that it is a gay relationship informs so much of what's happening between their relationship and the scene and elio's unwillingness to talk openly about it with his parents and like it it very much honors the struggle of um of a gay romance in that way i mean i guess i i kind of just chalk that up to like teenage angst and like not being sure what you can and can't share with your parents like i i know what you're saying like i know that like this is a gay story but like the way i see it is like this is a love story like i know that this is uh, for the gays i know that this is for us <laughs> yeah well and it's it's also cool it was really this is jumping to the end but like the best part of the this movie i think is the conversation he has with his dad it's so good um and i have so much to say about that but the thing i'll say now is that it's so interesting that his dad doesn't ever use the word queer or gay like you said and i think it's because that word can be triggering especially for someone who's like still figuring out their identity and not ready to accept those labels and so his dad doesn't even allude to romance he's just like you had a special friendship he literally uses the word special friendship right and i thought it was a really cool way of safely approaching the subject with your son without saying anything that was going to make him defensive like still being able to communicate the same lesson and i feel like i've been in that conversations like that before where like i can tell someone's closeted and i'm not trying to like pressure them to come out but i want them to get the advice anyway and you like choose the words carefully <laughs> yeah i do i i could see that i think of it more of as like his parents just saw beyond like labels and they were just like we accept you for whoever it is that you are
are in love because like they know about their his relationship with Marsha. That speech is like I don't even think it has anything to do with like sexuality. I think that like the the big takeaway from that speech for me was like feel something, feel whatever it is that you're feeling, and experience love in any way that you can. Like I don't think it has anything to do with like hey I know you're struggling with like if you like D or P, but I think it's more just oh my god. (laughs) I think it's more just like you should love, you should experience things, let the hurt come through it's fine it's good for you that scene where he talks about like there you'll we rip so much out of us that we don't feel anything by the time that we're 30 is it's so true it's so true especially now as i'm approaching 30 i'm like oh god do i have anything left i don't know like (laughs) maybe you do you do don't worry Thank you, Eric. You're so sweet. Um, we'll see. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you you said something when we were watching the movie about how like so much of this movie is about exploring your sexuality, and like that's kind of a central theme throughout this movie. And even though they didn't show a lot of gratuitous sex, this movie really felt like it was a lot about exploring stuff physically. Physically, I think so. I said that when we were talking about the peach scene, and I think that there's like the exploration of like sex and pleasure, and like what feels good and what doesn't. I think that's like the sub theme though like I think this goes back to me being like this isn't a gay movie or story I think it's like a love story I think the overall main theme was like if you find that connection with someone are you going to run with it is that is if you find this like fleeting love do you go with it and what does that look like yeah I don't know Eric do you feel differently no I feel like Generally, that is the theme of the movie. And to go to go back to the point, Andrew, of you being uncomfortable with the age gap, it's not like, I feel like, I don't know, I've heard a lot of critiques of this movie of people being uncomfortable with the age gap. And I'm like, that was a very intentional thing, like that age difference. And I feel like part of the age difference is so much of why they didn't end up together and so much of why like spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert Oliver ends up like continuing and marrying this person like that is not Elio I think Oliver was just so entirely insecure about the age gap this entire movie and so it really was just this like fleeting thing that like he chose not to explore anymore because it was like ultimately gonna be Oliver and Elio doing long distance and Oliver's like having to do long distance with a 17 year old and that's so bonkers and so (laughs) he just decided to let that be like a little thing that he had that like ultimately in choosing to walk away from that like willingly he's like regretting it every day of his life clearly as we've learned at the very end of the book but I think it's a very just it dips into that sad trauma or sad gay trauma um, and it's very fleeting love but that's why I like it because it's good (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I, I do agree that the central theme does seem to be like don't be afraid to express your feelings and and really feel that love and what's interesting is like with a theme they say comedy or tragedy right so in a comedy the character learns the lesson and then their life has a happy ending because they followed through on the lesson in a tragedy the character doesn't learn the lesson and then they have a sad ending so this is a tragedy the character never elio never really lets himself be honest about his feelings for oliver and never confesses them and then ends up without him what i think he does confess his feelings they confess they confess they confess the the, with this peach scene it's very much like i don't want you to go i want you to stay like there's there's 
There is a huge confession. I think it's a tragedy still, but I think that they learned a lesson, don't you? Like, especially at the ending scene with the father, like it's solidified. Elio learns, like, we're supposed to have felt this. This was what, to accept it for what it was, don't you think? I still think at the end of this movie, Elio is still pretty guarded. He never said, I love you. He did Oliver. No, no, neither of them did. This is actually a point in favor of the movie, right? If it's going to have a sad ending, the sad ending should be related to the fact that the characters didn't listen to the central lesson of the movie, right? And so I feel like... themselves feel. Exactly. Even during that conversation with his dad, Elio is like taking it in. And like, I'm not donking on Elio. He's 17. Like, this is probably just the first relationship that like, I think the hope is... Well, I guess the book says this isn't true, but the hope is in that like he would learn from this relationship and then the next relationship be more open and be actually able to find love. That peach scene is so graphic. And it like is not graphic. Not, graphic isn't the w- best word. It's very visual. What would you call it? I think it's kind of like they didn't show it. They allude to it. And I think that it's mysterious and sexy. <laughs> the peach scene makes you feel some kind of way because it's just a lot going on. <laughs> and when I was watching it, I was like, oh my God. And Eric and Richie were like, wait, you don't know about this scene? <laughs> the most famous scene (laughs) whether you've seen it or not you know about the peach scene like everyone talked about it when that movie came out i always i always cry whenever elio says why are you doing this to me i get so emotional during that scene oh it's so overwhelming for him to like be embarrassed about like what he did to that peach i also think that the peach represents so much more than just like the peach it's like the epitome of like exploration and trying something new and like like, uh, innocence in a way like that peach is just an innocent bystanding fruit and then it's almost defiled by Elio and it's like that symbol of like being taken and or your innocence being taken away and like you're no longer just like this like young innocent child you now are exposed to the world and like feelings and emotions I think that that's kind of like how I see that peach is like this is this is a breaking point this is a changing defining moment for Elio Elio is that peach I might be mm-hmm. reading too deep into the no, no. Actually, I like that a lot. Yeah, that's just how I feel. The director, uh, he is gay, which is really cool. And then um, the other writers were James Ivory and Walter Fasano, also gay, which is really cool. I love that. Yeah, we love love queer stuff being written by queer people. Yeah, it doesn't always happen. I will say, though, the author of the book, Call Me By Your Name, Andre Asaman, is not a gay man. He is married to a woman and has never had a relationship with a man. I don't think that that... I mean, like, he did a pretty good job at Cap. He did a good job. He did a good job. But, like, yeah. Again, too, I also think that, like, in the book, too, there's no struggle of, like, am I gay? He just wrote Mm -hmm. a love story where the two main characters happen to be gay or Mm -hmm. in a same sex relationship. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't think he was like, I'm going to write a defining gay novel. He was like, here's a love story. Let's see where it goes. That is wild. This might be the first time that we've, uh, in our podcast, that it's been written by a straight man. But Mm -hmm. I know, which, but the movie wasn't but that's so interesting that the book was or at it's least almost you know, like presumably straight man you don't know you know what's going on inside his head it's almost like andre asman like just wrote a regular 
heterosexual story and then just like turned one of the characters into the same gender like right but like don't you think like if the if the gender was if oliver was like annie or something not a lot would have changed yeah no there is like a little bit of like hints that oliver can't openly be with a man there's hints to it in the movie and in the book too like he mentions like in that plaza he's like if i could kiss you i would because they're in public and then when they're on the phone call at the end he's like my father would have put me into like an institution or something along that line yeah one last critique i'll make about this movie and this is one i think we're all on the same page on it's it's long and it moves slowly and it feels even longer than it is and i really and (laughs) i'm sure some of this is deliberate this this movie is edited in a very interesting way It's like all over the place with the editing and like some scenes, the, the scene where um, Oliver is going on the train, Elio is watching the train. They just hold on that scene for a long time. Like, and I get some of that supposed oh, to be for emotion, but it's also so scene. long. I think that the there's like a purpose scene. for some of the scenes though, like the more subtle, like less dialogue-y scenes. I think there's like a purpose to it. It's supposed to like build and create emotion. Don't you agree, Eric? I mean, like, I don't think it always did a good job at conveying those emotions, but I think that there's like purpose and intent behind it i also think they're just trying to show like slice of life like they're trying to be like yeah we are just filming these people in a house there's no real plot like we're not working towards anything the only thing that we have that we're working towards is just like oliver's deadline of leaving otherwise like what happens in this house is just what happens and so like these these longer shots of like like there's a scene where like we really hold on like a freezer that timothy chalamet like accidentally does not close and it really holds for a second just so like the servant can come and close it it's like this was like 30 seconds at least but like they just Mm. wanted to show the slice of life i think that that's for sure true and i also think that like looking back at it like the long shots of like the trees and the plants and the people playing in the yard it's kind of to create this vision of like this is the world that his parents live in and have created for elio right like it's like people come and go in this house and they like come in freely and there's they live in this beautiful countryside of like italy yeah i love it i love it andrew i don't care what you say about this movie (laughs) oh wait so you don't even agree with the critique that it's too long I feel like the first time I watched it, I like didn't really notice. I was just like, oh, it's just a movie. It, okay, no, like, yeah. I agree that it's too long, but I understand why that those shots are there. I think that the yeah, I think the overall storyline could have still been portrayed without those long scenes. Okay, so some happy stuff. You love the eighty. You love. I called it the eighties scene, but this is whole set in the eighties. But the that one like dance scene where they're all dancing. You love that scene. I love eighties aesthetic. Like I maybe not all eighties fashion, but I just love the aesthetic of the 80s, which is so strange because like so much of what I wear is black and the 80s were so vibrant and colorful. I also think too that like 80s music is inherently romantic to me. <laughs> like I think that there's so many more songs that are about like a guy who's in love with a girl or vice versa. And like now it's just about getting banged. I like sad love songs and there's a lot of like happy love songs. <laughs> and every time the mom walked in, you're like, oh, I love her outfits. Uh, Eric, do you not mm. love everything? about the mom all of her outfits Mm. the way she's only holding a cigarette like constantly every scene she's like has a cigarette in her fingers yeah bleep this out but the mom f- she's so good 
<laughs> she, ah, oh, I love that mother so much. She's so like loving and stunning. So true. Yeah, and it is it is nice to see parents supportive of a gay relationship. I think something like mm. uh, that really re- like hits me emotionally. It did in Love Simon as well. I think it's because we're so hungry for that. You know, it's so like mm. healing to be able to like see what it's like when parents are just extremely supportive and saying the right things for your sexuality and like being so understanding and there for you oh my god i remember in love simon when the mom is giving her speech i was just like i wish like my parents said shit like this to me that would be so nice (laughs) (laughs) and then another thing that i really liked is the way they came together like bridging that gap from being two people presumably straight men who then get together and are romantic um i i feel like that jump was not handled well in brokeback mountain i feel like it's just like a really sudden like oh they weren't together and now they are and they're like wasn't but this felt like it was much smoother and you said even the book it's even smoother yeah i i remember the book being like oh this like makes sense like eric don't you agree because you have elio's inner monologue in the book yeah no i think they just like really built like built the right amount of tension throughout this whole book slash movie and like even like and even in um when they do it's like they do to get together but then they have moments like after the getting together where it's like oh things are still kind of weird so like we're not fully together anymore and so like there's just like a bit of like back and forth even like after the initial like togetherness that like I think adds to the like authenticity of getting together with someone and how like it's not like black and white it's very just like you slowly transition into it yeah and I think when you have like two guys who are pretending to be straight who get with each other the steps to getting with someone I feel like you have to step forward with so much plausible deniability like any move you make you have to be able to say if you're accused of being gay and they weren't into it you have to be like oh no what you like you misread that right and i feel like in the movie that is what happens like elio is so subtle and like cautious in the way that he reveals his interest to oliver it's very vague it's like you know how i feel kind of thing and it's like really everything he said if suddenly someone was trying to like prosecute him for being gay or like you know out him he'd be like i didn't mean that at all this is all i said you know which i really liked that i i felt like it was very believable like the caution with which they proceeded into doing anything together you know what i like though is that elio is like totally in charge in some ways like he was the first one to admit that there's feelings and then like that's he wrote the letter to oliver that he slid under the door that he was like i need to see you again he made the first move when they're walking from the balcony to the bedroom it's elio leading the way he's the one who's like we're taking this step this way and then exactly like i think his confession was what led Oliver to doing his weird like finger on the mouth thing in the field you know and then like once there was that green light from Oliver Elio was like it's on baby (laughs) I was really glad that they did make that decision to have Elio really being the the driver and like that the fact that there was consent there was like crystal clear I also think it in yeah it goes back to the age gap thing and how like there is a bit of a self-awareness where like every so often Oliver will voice like oh like I don't want to like feel like I messed you up or like Oliver has a moment where he voices like he's like oh when I touched you at the volleyball court and every time Oliver voices a concern Elio is always there to be like no like you did nothing wrong like please don't feel like you did and it's like just any time like during those moments it was such a genuine portrayal and it was so I I really noticed that this time this like uh watch through Mm. um how like reassuring elio is of oliver that like he did like nothing wrong which is so interesting 
interesting too because like there's so much self-doubt in the character and it's seen in his interactions with his parents and the confessions that he has with his father and his mother for him to be like see oh my god see this just kind of proves my point more that like it just felt right with them like there's so much self-doubt in Elio as a character he says it when his mother's reading him that story where he's like I could never be brave enough to ask a question like that there is that subtle undertone of self-doubt and and Oliver even says it too like I don't know why you put yourself down so much you know and then when it comes to his relationship with Oliver at first he's like leery but once he realizes like oh this is what I want like he just goes for it with full confidence mm-hmm. yeah there's there's a lot it's, it's hot when someone is like holding themselves back and then once they get the green light really goes for it oh, I love a green light I love a green light <laughs> consent is sexy y'all yeah (laughs) one moment i wanted to point out was first of all this poor girl marzia she was like an innocent bystander that kind of got like caught up in this relationship with this guy because she had feelings for him but he was like yeah just feelings for someone else i think it created a really nice moment though when at the very end she is like when just when after he says bye to Oliver and she comes at the end, she's like, I'm not mad at you. I love you. And then he's they she's like, Can we be friends? Like it that was just such a nice moment amongst like such a sad part of the movie. Um Yeah. And she's an ally. <laughs> she was an ally. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I think, but I, I definitely think Elio, like, considered her, and, like, she definitely, like, was a, not that she was a placeholder, I don't feel like that's a good term to use, but in the times when Oliver, it was, like, the very beginning of Oliver's stay, and he was sort of being wishy-washy, and he kind of, like, disappeared for a couple of days, and then Elio just kind of was like, okay, maybe I should focus on Marcia then. I don't know, I think he had genuine, strong feelings for her, and, like, did not feel good about what he did ever i agree like with her word um but then she says in english am i your girl and it was a very like serious moment and then eric immediately just like mocked the line i love she goes she she goes am i your girl It's so it, every I laugh every time. I think it's so funny. It caught me so off guard when you said that. When you did. <laughs> I also felt I hadn't said anything in like thirty minutes, and then I just come unmute myself and go, "Am I your girl?" <laughs> I think the mom is like she's she's inspiring me to vape super hard. I was vaping like the whole movie. I was like, I want a cigarette. I want a cigarette so bad. Oh yeah, absolutely. I yeah, a lot work. of aesthetic there, <laughs> and then the Italian parents were also really funny her parents they just kept talking they were great i loved them that's what i want if i ever go to italy i want to meet a nice italian couple who won't shut up (laughs) shall we go into our final thoughts on the movie yes let's let our esteemed guest go first richie what uh what are your final thoughts about the movie my final thoughts about the movie are it's very long i think it's a great thing to watch and i love the idea that there's this like perfect soulmate out there and it should it this movie should inspire you to feel something like and if you're if, if you're like a queer person i hope that it makes you question like what love kind of looks like for you and like what you'd be willing to do for it 
Love that. Overall, good movie. Overall, good movie. I don't, I don't watch it more than like once in a year. My final thoughts are that it was a cool indie movie. Like passing the editing, it was like a, a very good change of pace from some of the other movies we've seen. I do feel like it felt really authentic. And so in that n- note, I'm like, okay, I'm glad that they're getting, you know, gay people writing gay stories and getting it right is really nice. I just do not like Oliver and I never will. <laughs> but he's very hot. Oh my God, we didn't even talk about Army Hammer. <laughs> Oh no! But that, that that's <laughs> a given. I have nothing to say. It's a given. It's a given. Yeah. We all we all know. We all know, and like I don't. We don't need to say it, but we we know. And if you don't know, just like Google him. We don't have to go into it. But I don't also don't want you guys to think that we like. Sorry, I don't want y'all to think we washed over it either. And it's important to acknowledge. <laughs> We're separating the art from the artist right now. Always, always. Uh, also, Eric, it's so funny because in episode five you're like I- I'm okay with Timmy C. Chalamet playing gay roles I didn't realize he had yet I thought yeah, that was just a wishful thinking mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like oh no. here he is playing a gay role no um, yeah, I'm fine with him to play a gay role <laughs> I, got- I thought he did great yeah uh, and I think the critiques that it gets for like showing this like problematic age gapped relationship in such a positive light are warranted but I also do like that it does focus so those are natural obstacles and I, I do like the fact that there was like consent involved throughout which made it much more comfortable for me to watch this i think that this is a really nice love story and that whether you like despise the age gap or you don't generally care for it it's still creating like a conversation to be had and it's an ongoing conversation within gay relationships because age gap relationships are so common in the gay community and so i'm i'm grateful that this was showcased in this way and that i just think that it was it's a story of two people who loved each other and wanted to love each other and maybe just didn't, the places didn't like fall together and you can like deal with that sadness and it will like trigger a sadness part within you and it will, it will tickle a nice part of your brain, I think. And ultimately it looks stunning from frame to frame. It looks so good. (laughs) Yeah. It's a nice movie. I enjoy it. Yeah. Well, on that note, thank you so much for joining us, Richie. Uh, Please. uh, What, what can you promote for our audience here? Um, please follow me on Instagram and TikTok, R-A-C-C-I underscore Armani. And come to my headlining show. Come to my headlining show at the Rendezvous in Seattle, May 20th, 730. Ticket link is in my bio. Nice. I'm so excited to come and see that. You've been a fantastic guest. I had so much fun arguing with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I had so much fun discussing this this movie with you. And Eric, I loved uh, discussing with you as always. Loved having you. Loved having you, Richie. Would love to have you back on. I would love to come back on. Yes. Yes. All right, we end all of our episodes by chanting gay. <laughs> Will you join us? Sure, yeah. Gay, 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 g